0: Hi teachers, I'm Carly Walton and this is the Teach Music Online Podcast, your number one resource for innovative online music teaching. How are you today? I hope you're having a good Monday so far, wherever you are listening from in the world. If you're new to the Teach Music Online podcast, then welcome. I'm Carly, and I created Teach Music Online two years ago. I share a brand new episode every Monday morning, and every week I talk about tips and strategies to help you build and maintain a thriving online music studio. As an online teacher, I know that you will have flexibility to live anywhere, be able to eliminate makeup lessons, and keep your students no matter where they move or where you move. I've been teaching online for several years and absolutely love, really, really love the flexibility that it's given me and the amazing results that my students have had with online lessons. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you automatically get new episodes each week. Our guest today is Melissa Weinart. Melissa has a large studio. She's been running for 15 years in Minnesota. Her dream is to move 100% online so that she can move back to her family farm in South Dakota. She has loved the flexibility of teaching online, and she has a pretty fantastic tech setup that allows her to do all of the things she used to do in person online. Melissa has a sister who is an SEO expert, and in this discussion today, Melissa shares some key things to make sure you get new referrals through your website. These are such great tips that I hope you can go and apply right away to your studio website. Here's my discussion with Melissa. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Carly. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I want to jump right in and ask you, first of all, how did you hear about Teach Music Online, about the course and the membership? And was that online or was it from a friend? Just tell us a little bit about how you heard about us.
1: Yeah, so last year when all of us kind of got thrown into a new environment, uh, all my students decided we don't want to, or I should say most of my students decided we don't want to come in person. We're just not sure what's going on. Uh, So what alternatives do you have for us? So I uh, kind of hem-hawed around and for a couple weeks we did they sent in recordings to me and I quickly decided that does not work very well. So I got online and I started researching how to teach piano online and your program was actually one of them that came up so I took advantage of your deal that you did last year where pay what you can kind of get started it was so helpful for me to to get started with the online teaching. And then I finished that course and I got really comfortable with online teaching and setup and everything. And then I attended your webinar in April and uh, you were offering this course. And the community that you have formed through all this is fantastic and it's just been really, really helpful. So uh, long story short, I found you through the <laughs> internet.
0: <laughs> well, I, thank you so much. And that, I actually didn't realize that you had taken advantage of that offer like over a year ago now.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That is yeah, so, so, I, so cool.
1: Yeah, I I went through that whole class and I went through it as quickly as I could, uh, which wasn't as quickly as I wanted to, just because I was juggling a lot of different things. But
0: yeah, uh, after
1: doing that, I thought, oh, I wonder if she has more. And so then I happened. <laughs>
0: So awesome. So something that you shared in the membership recently was that you want to shift your studio 100% online, which a lot of teachers listening or watching this right now, they are in the middle of deciding if they're going to do that or if they want to go back to in person or do a hybrid approach. So I would love to hear a couple of things. First, why do you want to switch on hundred percent online? What are some of the reasons and benefits for you and your students that you've seen over this last year, I guess during the pandemic?
1: Yeah. So a uh, couple reasons why I want to shift to hundred percent online. First reason I've learned I just really love it. I love the flexibility. <laughs> Uh, I have actually found a lot of my students do better online. They focus better. They listen better. They're more prepared, which is so interesting to me. I did not expect that when I first started teaching online. And uh, so there there is that reason. The other reason is I don't want to pay rent to a landlord anymore. It's nickel and diming me to death, and a third of my revenue is going to rent. So that just seems <laughs> silly when I can have one nice room and teach online all my students. Um, Another reason I really love teaching online is I have students all over the U.S. now, which is something that never could have been a possibility doing just in-person lessons. And my base is growing so much. So before I had maybe, maybe a one mile radius and now I can teach anybody from anywhere. Honestly, though, the biggest reason that I really want to move all my students to 100% online, I am a 1,000% farm kid from Central South Dakota. <laughs> and I just miss That's the farm. So much. My parents still live out there on the farm, and I live with my older sister. We own a house together. And we looked at each other one day, and we said, you're working from home. I'm teaching online. Why don't we move back to South Dakota? so uh in order to fulfill that dream and still keep teaching which i love doing i don't want to give that up uh i want to move all my students to online
0: oh you said so many things that i know teachers can relate to the ease of being online saving money for you it's saving money on rent for a lot of teachers it's saving money on gas or you know car expenses and gosh it, it really does when you list them out i feel like it outweighs (laughs) because there's pros and cons. There are definitely things that when we're in person and we go, oh gosh, I've missed that. Or I, you know, I would prefer being with them because I can show them this or that. But we also are in in charge of our own career and in charge of our future. And you can kind of set that for yourself by transitioning 100% online. And that's so exciting. You can go be close to your parents again.
1: Yeah, it'd be really great. And especially as they age, they kind of need us closer. So it would just be wonderful to be able to be able to help them and the the nice thing about online so you had said something about you know there's pros and cons to both and you've sometimes you really want to be with them because you can show them things yes I completely agree with that however I want to encourage teachers out there if you get a, a really good setup where you've got a couple different cameras and you can show them different angles and you've got good screen sharing and software you can show them so much almost the same as if you are in person
0: Oh, it's so true. Yeah. And it takes, it takes adjusting. Isn't it interesting that it took a pandemic to, it really forced teachers to go, I've got to make this work. But it sounds like you have really made it work. You didn't just use FaceTime, you know, you've like jumped in, you have multiple cameras. So tell us, because you mentioned it, tell us what does your setup look like right now? What are some things that you've incorporated that have been really helpful?
1: Yeah, so the first month or so, all I had was uh, my laptop and my acoustic piano and just the camera that was on my laptop. I didn't have a mic or anything, and I quickly realized if I'm really gonna make this work, and my students are really gonna get a lot out of it because they're used to me being really hands-on with them. I need to upgrade my system a little bit. So little by little, I the first thing I did was I got uh, an actual computer monitor. I moved my Mac mini over to the school and got set up that way. I still was just using my, uh, no, I had gotten a, a webcam by then because I didn't have a camera on my monitor. And then I got a mic and then I realized, you know, I can do so much more with this. So I got a digital keyboard, and then I moved into my bigger room in my studio, and now I've got three cameras, a pro mic, three monitors, so I can have wow. a student pages of music open, and you know, if I need to YouTube something for them, I've got that available on different screens. So um, I, think I would succeed
0: say- in my setup. That's pretty impressive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so great because I'm like surrounded by screens, and I can see everything that's going on, which is oh, great. My gosh. How, yeah. did
0: you, how did you start getting students that live in other parts of the U.S.? Were, were you advertising on Facebook? Was it referrals? Kind of how did you ex- start expanding that network?
1: So uh, two things that I've done to do expanding my referrals. Some of it is just word of mouth. My students refer me to other people. That uh, online I have found doesn't work quite as well as it does in person. I got a lot of my in person that way, but not as much my referrals so uh i advertise very little at all my website is where people always find me so uh the backside of my website I, I build my own website my sister is a marketing genius in seo so she always gives me these little tips like put this in your you know your seo and find you know put this stuff in so people know wow, how to find that's it. lucky <laughs> so helpful to have her around to give me advice but um, one of the big things that i've been doing over the last several months is i started to reach out to all the homeschool groups i could find across the country being a home former homeschool kid i know how to relate to them very well and i understand what they're looking for in extracurricular activities and they relate well to a former homeschool kid We all kind of came from the same background. So I've actually gotten quite a few new students doing that, which is great because now I can fill up morning hours and I don't have to wait for kids to get out of school to start teaching. teaching. And then I don't have to teach as late. I mean, all of you can relate. Sometimes you have to teach till 930 at night and you don't always want to.
0: Yeah. So okay. so first of all, such a great idea. That's something I've mentioned to teachers is filling those other odd hours where you then have freedom during the afternoon hours and the evening hours when you normally wouldn't want to be teaching. So were you finding like a contact for the homeschool group and emailing them? Was it Facebook groups? What was your kind of way in to those groups?
1: So I actually found a website where there was a list of probably thousands of different homeschool groups. And it was divided by state, and I and they Perfect. all had a website on there. So I clicked on all the website, and I went through, and I've only gotten down to Georgia, I think. I haven't even made it all the way through. Every teacher
0: listening is like, "What's that website?" <laughs> I
1: don't know if I should. Check. Anyway, um, I honestly,
0: you can have you can so I can choose. You can choose, maybe with remember. just teachers you really like. <laughs>
1: yeah, but anyway. Uh, They all had a website, and so I just found the contact page. Some of them were dead links, of course. Some of them didn't have a contact. Most of them, though, they had to contact us through the website. And I've only had a handful of them get back to me, but that's all Uh, you need. You don't need a thousand students. You need 50 students.
0: Oh, that's so genius. Okay, I want to talk about your website because for, okay, teachers, you have to... (laughs) When you reach out to people, so the, in the Teach Music Online program, you know, you're going through it right now. We te- we take teachers through the foundations of branding and messaging and then creating a website and building your presence so that when they they get to the point that you're at right now where you're reaching out to people, there's a process and you have what people need to be convinced you're the right teacher for them. So for those listening, you can't just do what you're doing and expect some traction, unless you have kind of those foundational marketing things in place. So tell us a little bit about your website. You mentioned, you've mentioned it already a bit, but I was so impressed by everything on your site. I think it's really clean and professional, and you clearly have some systems in place that have been working for you. So tell us about your onboarding, like scheduling and onboarding process that you currently have implemented in your website.
1: Okay, first of all, thank you. I've worked really hard on my website to make it super clean and tidy. <laughs> and I keep it updated uh, every month because there's always something changing.
0: Okay, well, that's huge. We just had someone comment in the membership. I haven't updated my member- my website in a year. <laughs> and that's, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but that is, that's a big deal.
1: <laughs> it is a big deal. And it really doesn't take that much time if you just put it on your calendar for, okay, I'm gonna work on the website today. And you don't have to make huge changes to things like, your cal if your calendar has adjusted or you've added or taken away a class or you've added a teacher you know whatever it is you don't have to right. revamp website every month just little bits make a big difference right. uh so i've tried several different things for onboarding with my website uh, my website is about probably 14 years old now because that was one of the th- first things i did when I first started teaching was I got a website up and running. I never paid anyone to do my website because I think that's something that I don't need to spend money doing. I can do it myself. It's
0: through WordPress, right?
1: It's through Weebly.
0: Weebly, okay, Weebly,
1: cool. Yeah, and I've been really happy with Weebly. They've got fantastic customer service if anybody is looking to start a, a website but you're a little unsure, the widgets are super easy to use. It, anybody can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. I'm not super sure. <laughs> Uh, So the biggest thing that I have done recently for integration on my website is I have started integrating JotForm, which is one of the uh, widgets that they have within their website there on Weebly. And on JotForm, it's really cool because you can create any kind of form that you want, and then you just uh, embed it into your website with the HTML code which they provide for you. You don't have to know anything about code writing to create a good website, which is great because I know nothing about code writing. <laughs> uh, so I use a form, it's an auto form, that they fill out right there on the website and it comes directly to me. Now, up until recently, whenever I got uh, an enrollment request, I would reach out to them, thank them for enrolling, ask them you know, all the typical starter questions, Where are you with your learning process? What class do you want? Blah, blah, blah. And then I would set them up with their schedule and their payment. Well, now I have two ways that students can actually sign up for lessons on my website. I'll tell you the second one in a second. So the first one is still that integration with JotForm and I have actually put in there where they can put their credit card in right away. They can choose exactly what class they want. They can choose how long of a class, etc. cetera, because I have three other teachers that work for me. So it's not just piano I offer. We offer brass and strings and voice and all these different things so then they can choose their teacher also. And then that still comes directly to me and we still have to figure out the schedule because I don't have a calendar integrated into JotForm, especially because my calendar changes from time to time. So it'd be too much to keep track of two calendars, which brings me to my second way. I recently started using fonts. And at first, when I first started using fonts, it was super confusing. And there were some words in my head. That I'm like, why did I decide to use fonts? This is really complicated. <laughs> but then I played around with it. I got used to it. I asked them a million questions. I had several FaceTime calls with them. They're super helpful over there. So, from that standpoint alone, I would recommend fonts. They're just really, really great customer service. And uh, so anyway, I figured out how to integrate it into my website. Now people can click on through the, they can click on enroll for lessons. It brings them to the font site on on my website. They can choose the time they want. They can choose the uh, lesson type that they want. So do they want piano? Do they want woodwinds? Do they want? Now the downside to fonts is you cannot have individualized options within the integration. So I can't have, do you want 30 minute clarinet? Do you want 45 minute voice? you can just have categories. So they choose the teacher and then they choose what type of lesson, voice, okay. woodwinds, and from there I have to reach out to them to tell to ask them which class they want specifically, but they already have, are able to tell me how long of a lesson they want, so that's really nice. And then they're already FONS customers. FONS is wonderful when you're scheduling. It's a really great way to keep track of your calendar because if you change anything in your calendar, you move it around, the, the student or the parent gets an automatic email, oh, hey, your schedule, your class has been rescheduled, and then they remember. Otherwise, they forget, and they don't get my emails and right. whatever.
0: And yeah. it so integrates, the- there's an app, so, with a student, and so they get, or it's a web-based app, but they get yeah. notifications for invoices, so you don't have to do the same kind of invoicing It kind of skips over that it's just automated payments
1: yes which the automated payments is also really really helpful now i was using up until i switched to Fonds, i was using um wave apps Uh which it was the nice thing about wave is it was auto invoicing so you didn't have to send invoices every month you could do auto payments if the student clicked the option to do that and it was free gotcha however The downside to Fons is it wasn't an auto pay, auto withdraw from the student's credit card, so they would have to actually go in and if they hadn't chosen auto pay, they'd have to actually go in and remember to pay me. Or that was the
0: downside me. to Wave.
1: To wave. That was the downside to Wave. Plus, they got these annoying invoice emails all every month and reminder emails, and nobody wants their inbox filled up. So that is a great thing about Fons. It just automatically charges them on whatever date that you choose. And um, they can go in and update their credit card if you know, they get a new one, they get a, a notification if their credit card has failed. So it cuts out a lot of back and forth from me to them, which is worth its weight in gold in my opinion. It's so
0: much time. You know, You think about that might be two hours a week you'd normally be spending easy, easily, when <laughs> scheduling all the steps in a business when you're the only person running your business and that time gone towards teaching is a lot of money it's a lot of money yeah that is so great
1: and if i can encourage teachers to do one thing it's get your studio as automated as you possibly can i spend probably maybe an hour and a half every week on administrative tasks now what a time time time. saver and then i have time to do other things like clean my house if i need to (laughs) (laughs)
0: Watch something on Netflix.
1: (laughs) You know, garden, whatever you want to do. You don't have to spend time in front. As online teachers, you're already spending a lot of time in front of your computer. You don't want to spend more time at home.
0: So, what else is on your website that you've found beneficial to really converting the person who's landed on your website to start taking lessons with you?
1: So, the thing that I have found most helpful because, and I've just learned this through trial and error and questions that I've gotten from potential students, is on your web, your home page make it really clean and simple but have uh, a lot of information packed into a small amount of space. So you don't want to overwhelm your student with information on their homepage, but you want to give them a good overview of what you're about. So on my homepage, uh, the first thing you see is banner, virtual music lessons, real music, real teachers, real time. So they know what you are. And then I've got a little write up about what sets us apart, why we're different than other virtual schools, what is a virtual school? And then um, just a a little testimonial down in the corner so then they can see, oh, they have actually real students and their students are happy. And then from there, link everything that is really important for you for your students to get to or your potential students on your homepage. People can click on my banner and it'll take them to the enrollment page. People can click on the what sets us apart and it takes them to the teachers page and info about all the different teachers. You know, just different things like that make everything clickable and linkable because anytime anyone, and I also have learned this from my sister who's the SEO marketing director, Anytime anybody goes to any website, if they click on something that they think should go somewhere and it's a dead link, they will leave your website.
0: I really love your testimonials. You have a lot of testimonials on there and you have a widget where you can slide through them and it just looks so clean. Thank you. How do you get your testimonials? I'm curious. Some teachers think it's hard or awkward to ask for testimonials. Do you do that a few months into lessons? Did they just come to you?
1: Sometimes they just come to me, and at first I completely agree with uh, other teachers that have said this. It is a little awkward to get used to asking for testimonials. As a a fresh teacher right out of college, I I was really nervous to ask about testimonials. But then as you get more comfortable with teaching, you get a little more bold. And uh, as I get older, I get more and more brazen with all areas of my life. So uh, (laughs) it's gotten easier to ask for testimonials. But when I first started the school, I started it with the sole intent of love of music for life. I wanted to give my students something that they would just love to do in their free time. And it was something that was part of their life, not something they did as kids or something that they do because they have to. So that's why my tagline is music for life. I don't care if my students ever make it to Carnegie Hall or they become music majors. If that happens, would I love it? Absolutely. And I have had students go on to become music majors and music teachers and I have one that's in college for composition right now, which is really exciting. But I don't that's not why I started the school. So the other part of that is I wanted to create as much of a family learning environment as I could. I want this to be their safe place. So I get to know my students and their families on a personal level. I know their dog's name and I know their siblings and I know all these different things about them because I want them to feel like they can come to me with really anything that they feel is relevant to learning music. If they're having a bad day at school, that's obviously gonna affect their music lessons. So with that, I have built just a really strong rapport with my students. And because of that, I can say, hey guys, I'm working on my website. I'm trying to build the school a little bit. Would you just hop on my website and, and leave me a review? It doesn't have to be positive or negative. Just leave me a review. And I mean, nobody that you know personally will leave you a bad review unless you yeah, have it's true. <laughs> bad terms with them. But They're still I, paying you. <laughs> They're still paying me. Even students that have left, they left on really good terms. So I always make sure that I never burn any bridges. And like, you know what? I understand that maybe I'm just not the best teacher for you. That's great. Let me help you find a new one. uh So that is, I think, honestly, the best way that I have gotten reviews. And I, I just, I ask them. It's and so good. I let students tell me no, and that's okay. I'm like, that's no worries. That's okay.
0: And I like how you position it as, hey, I'm looking to grow the school. Hey, like, can you help me out? It's not, I think that's a great kind of lead into, I'd love some reviews that would really help me. Because most of the time, people love helping people. Like I, if someone, if I have someone who I have paid for a service and they ask me for that, usually I feel okay doing that. One other thing that teachers can do is in your email out to students is to give them a couple of cues or prompts for what to share. Because sometimes people go, I don't know what to say, but you could give them a couple of things like, um, how long have you been taking from me and what are three things that you have that I've helped you with? Or just something to kind of prompt, oh, that's easy for me to answer.
1: Great advice. because. People always need a little bit of nudging to know what to say.
0: So you joined TMO in April. What are some of the lessons, or maybe even events, that have helped you? Because your studio was already at a pretty good place. What has Mm -hmm. helped you since joining, whether that's marketing or business automation, any of the lessons that you've found beneficial?
1: so probably some of the things that i found most helpful with tmo number one is the community it's fantastic to have a place where we're all learning together we're all online teachers and we can ask each other questions the feedback that i get from some of the teachers is so so helpful so thank you to all of your teachers for helping me (laughs) with this journey um the learning about the website in uh not website integrate the automation especially with scheduling I probably wouldn't have come up with this all by myself without a little bit of help from TMO and then some of the ideas with how do you onboard a new online student because that part of it is still fairly new to me I haven't gotten that many new brand brand new students who have never taken from me they're just online students most of them have been in person that switched over so that has been really helpful with the The ideas of this is what you ask them. This is how you get started. This is how you teach them how to set up their camera. That's always a really big hurdle. I still have students. They put their iPad up, so all I'm looking at is the ceiling. Like, guys, that's not helping me. You've got to set it up differently. (laughs) So things like that within TMO have been so, so beneficial. And I've been able to transition smoothly to online because of those things.
0: And especially, you're planning on staying online moving forward, so getting all of that set up now, it's just, mm-hmm. it's a huge time saver having to onboard every single student without having a PDF you send them, or an email template, or a video that might help them with their setup. All of those things are, there, it's just about saving you time.
1: Yeah. Eventually, I would like to, to put two things on my website. I'd like to do a little video that's on there about how to get your your home setup for online lessons, how to position your camera. You know, so people can just click on the video, see it, they don't have to email me and say, what do we do? And then uh, the other thing is I just haven't done a welcome video on my website that kind of walks students through what to expect when they first sign up for online lessons. What
0: are some of the new technology that you've been incorporating? I know you mentioned a couple of apps that you've discovered that you are really enjoying.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the biggest things that frightened me when I moved to online is how do I keep doing games with my students? Because I play games with my students in person all the time and they just love it. Children learn through play. So let's continue nurturing the way that they learn. So when I discovered Sprout Beat and how to mirror games from my iPad, <clears throat> excuse me, like uh, Piano Maestro and uh, things like that, those, a- those two apps have changed my online teaching because students start to get restless and you've taught us really well within the program take two minutes play a game with them share your screen do a youtube video whatever and then it kind of helps them refocus so they can get back to playing again
0: there it's amazing too when you find those tools that you go i don't know how i lived without this tool (laughs) it's just they're game changers
1: The other thing that I use a lot is I will uh, share my iPad screen and I've got um, a a pen with my iPad and then it's a free app. I'd I'd have to look up the name. I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of the app, but you can. It's got um, you can do notebook paper, you can do staff paper, you can do blank sheets. I will write examples on there because, yes, Zoom and um, Rock Out Loud, they have the option to write on the screen. It's really hard to write with a mouse when you're trying to do rhythms and things like that. So mirroring my iPad and they can see what I'm actually writing on my iPad, huge help to them because then we can work out rhythms and we can work out different things that I couldn't ordinarily do without that.
0: You'll have to tell me what app it is and we'll link that in the show notes for people.
1: Absolutely, I will get that too.
0: This has been, it's so fun to just see you and hear you and get to hear your goal of not just going online, but it's a life change. It's its not renting out your studio anymore. It's being remote completely and really fulfilling. It sounds like a dream of being back home, being near family. I would love just as one last question to hear for teachers who are listening, who have, they have some fear. They have some Things that they haven't quite figured out yet. They might be where you were a year ago when it was a vision, and you didn't. They didn't. They might not have that tech set up and the business automation. What would you tell them? Are some of the biggest reasons or benefits to switch online, and what? Just some words of encouragement for those teachers, because I know there are several.
1: <laughs> uh, I completely understand the fear of jumping to online. I was very very hesitant to do it uh, when I. had to last year, I had no idea what I was doing. And uh, my two pieces of advice to teachers who feel nervous about doing online or jumping into it is number one, you can do this. The same skills that you have teaching in person, you get to use online, you know what you're doing, you're great teachers already. Just move that great teaching to online and remind yourself, you know what, I'm just, seeing my student on a screen instead of in person, I'm still the same great teacher I always was. And then the second piece of advice I have for teachers is, don't try to do everything all at once. Choose one small task a day or a week that you want to do, like, I want to figure out how to get better audio, so maybe I'm going to research microphones. and figure out what I can afford within my budget and get that set up, or I want to figure out how to automate billing. Don't try to do everything at once. I'm one of those people where I jump in both feet, both hands, and I try to do everything at once, and sometimes I get overwhelmed.
0: That sounds familiar.
1: Give yourself permission to take, take your time and do one thing per day or per week, and before you know it, you'll look back in a month or two and you'll say, wow, look how far I've come. And this is this is working great. I love it.
0: That is oh, your your advice is so good. You should be doing what I'm doing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> With your experience and you're you're your so eloquent in how you shared just your experiences and advice for teachers. I, I really can't wait to watch you continue making these shifts and seeing you in our events and our coaching sessions. Like, that's what brings me so much joy is watching these teachers who are each at a different part of their studio. Like you, you have a lot of big goals, but you've already come so far. And there's teachers who come in and they've start, they're starting at zero. Like they just decided they want to teach piano and they're going to teach online. And that's great. Like we're all just helping one another and sharing experiences, sharing what works. And I think what's so neat about the community is it's collaborative because, well, it's collaborative and we know we learn so much better together.
1: Mm-hmm. we do let me uh, encourage teachers with a little bit of a piece of personal history when i first started my studio i was fresh out of college as a college graduate i thought i knew how to teach i didn't know how to teach but i didn't know that then <laughs> i worked an office job for nine weeks i decided i can't work for somebody else this is silly i had one student who didn't even pay me i quit my job i was teaching one student who didn't pay me And before I knew it, I had five students and then I had 10 students and I had 20 students. And you don't have to start with a lot, just start with where you are and start with one student and keep every day, remind yourself, why am I doing this? For me, and I think probably for most teachers, it's because you love to teach and you wanna share that with everybody.
0: Oh, so good. Thank you so much for your time, Melissa. This was so, so fun.
1: It was very fun. Thank you, Carly. And thank you so much for TMO. It has been a life life lifesaver.
0: I hope you enjoyed this interview. Melissa shared some really practical ways to automate some of the onboarding process and really start getting more and more business through your website. Are you ready for some action items? What I want you to do is go and get five new testimonials this week. Email parents of your students and let them know that you're hoping to get some new students in the coming months and that you'd really appreciate a testimonial to help you advertise your website. It's that easy. Use those testimonials for your website and also share them on social media. Social proof is everything. Thanks so much, teachers, for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. Who is your business coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I created a virtual course and coaching membership called Teach Music Online that I want to invite you to join me in. With 60 plus videos, online teaching certification, monthly live group sessions, hundreds of hours of recordings, and online forums, you'll know exactly how to create a thriving online business that gives you the flexibility and freedom that I know you deserve. Plus, you'll have the support of hundreds of like-minded teachers along the way. So when you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast to the 10x level, then come check out the Teach Music Online membership at teachmusic.online forward slash membership. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have an amazing week and as always, happy teaching.